We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, May 11th. It's coming closer to my vacation. Uh, just as a programming note, if you don't realize, you know, uh, from the 15th to the 31st, next week, the week after, basically, I won't be back until June 1st. There's a show tomorrow. There is a show tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a looking at the, the MMA slate, the UFC card uh, for this coming Saturday. It's an early card, remember? So uh, so I'll, I'll be on tomorrow to take a first look-see, and then I'll be on uh, MMA Crunch Time Saturday morning with uh, Mike H3 Buddha. Feel free to get a head start and sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. Get a combo premium package. You get NBA and NFL and MLB and PGA and MMA and soccer and every, everything. You get everything. Right, you can listen to the Ground to Pound podcast. That's a premium podcast. Get Liam's breakdown of the fights, the expert survey. Get all that type of stuff. Just sign up by clicking on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month 
But after that, after that, I'm on vacation. Go to Alaska. Go to Las Vegas. I'm getting away from you people, right? Even though I like some of you people. I like some of you. Some of you in the chat I like. I see Wataz, Suki Singh, the early birds, Gil Ticket, Defick, Part B, Daniel Hutchins. Give me those tummy thumbs. You know how much I like the tummy thumbs in the morning. Wakes me up. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit everything. Hit everything you can. Before This is the last, like, kind of, like, generalized, you know, unstructured learning before I go away. I wanted to talk about bankroll building and betting, right? Because it's not just daily fantasy sports. I mean, sports betting, prop betting, it's all related to one another. Uh, and I guess this reply this, this applies to DFS, although it's much more it's much more difficult to actually quantify, you know, edge your edge down to a precise figure, but the concept still applies. And uh, and I'm taking this this uh, the subject uh, based on a, a tweet a couple of days ago by Justin Freeman. So uh, so and also while I'm gone, send in your questions questions at theoryofdfs.com. Right, when, I, I want to pile up some questions so when I get back. We have stuff to talk about. So if you have any any DFS strategy questions, sports betting, prop betting, anything, bankroll, contest selection, lineup construction, you know, st- statistics, math and statistics, anything, anything, just email them in. You you email them in, I answer them, right? If you want a structured version, just go get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, either the, the Fundamentals Masterclass, the Advanced Course with the Custom Excel Tools, right? Go pick that up at Theory of DFS dot com but justin tweeted out this this thing i'm gonna cha- i'm gonna change the question uh in my example but you could get five of these every day which would you prefer the implied probability equals sportsbook payout right bets with the implied probability of x that are actually y to happen right because remember for expected value the whole thing you, you make money when you're getting paid more than what the actual probability of the event happening right so if you if you're getting paid three to one on a on an event that happens, you know, like a coin flip, right? 50-50, a one-to-one, that you make money over time, okay? But now we're going to talk about in terms of of bankroll building, edge, variance, limits, like all of them combined. So I'm going to start with, 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 the, with, the, with an example that has, I'm taking away all the other variables. So in a, in a perfect world, that this is all the information you have, and you're able to every day, 10 times a day, whatever, whatever, whatever time horizon, the, the time horizon is forever, essentially. Which would you rather bet on? Okay, so bet A is a bet with the implied probability of 50%, like even money, but it's actually 55% to happen. Or would you rather bet B, a bet with the implied probability of 0.9%, you're getting you're getting paid 110 to one. That is actually two percent to happen. Which one would you prefer? Right, all things, everything else being equal. Right, everything you you're not considering any other variables. Right, you're not considering size of your bankroll. You're not considering you're not you're not considering any of that. Like you have an unlimited time frame, unlimited limits, unlimited unlimited everything. Right, which would you would rather do? Which 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 would be more profitable, profit? Because obviously that's that's the objective, right? Which would be more profitable, bet A or bet B? And if you're in the YouTube chat, feel free to make feel free to make your choice. So bet A is a bet with the implied probability of fifty percent. So if we're looking at bet A, bet A would have 
the odds of one to one, right? Or plus 100, right? In American odds, right? But it's actually 55% to happen, okay? So basically it's paying what? Uh, one, uh, 11, 11, it's paying 11 to 10 or minus one, minus 122, right? It's a, it's, it, or well, 10 to 11. 10 to 11 minus 122. Basically, you're getting you're getting paid plus 100 on a minus 122 bet. Or B, which is a bet with the implied probability of 110 to 1, right? Which is what? Plus 11,000. Twelve. Or for a, a for an event that's actually two percent to happen, which is what fifty to one, right? Or plus five thousand. Okay. Essentially, bet A is you getting paid plus one hundred on what should be a minus one twenty two bet, or you getting paid plus eleven thousand on what should be a plus five thousand bet. And even Steve put up the put up the the poll here in the in the youtube chat which would be more profitable which would you prefer from a profitability perspective only like if you're building your bankroll you had ten thousand dollars and then and every day you get to make one of these two bets which bet would be more profitable for you to make and even if you want to expand on that it's like well if i only had one bet a day I only have 365 days a year. So let's say you got 100 of these bets. I want to make it so that the time arrives and you're not thinking in terms of, well, I only have one bet and I only have 365 bets. It's just like you could bet you could bet a 1,000 of these bets. It doesn't matter. On a given day or a given time. Would you like A or would you like B? Now, I can, now, of course, I can't even, I can't see the chat because the poll is over it, but I'm going to close the poll, right? We're getting B. We're getting B in the chat. Defic, B. Tank Forever, B. Brian Flores, B. Because people are looking and they're going, okay. Well, 2% to happen over 0.9% is like over double. Like you're getting paid twice the amount that you should. Well, 50% versus 55% is only 10% higher than you should. Do you want to know? Do you want to know the actual answer? of which bet would be more profitable, right, for you if you were able to do this every day, okay? The answer is it doesn't matter. They're both about equal. I don't know if they're exactly equal. I tried to make them so there are, like, I think it's like 0.91 something, nine, right? I had to make it like like something like that. So, like, just 0.9 is, I'm rounding it, rounding it to the, the nearest hundred, you know, Tenth of a decimal point. Okay. These are actually equal to each other, virtually equal. And you're gonna think, like, why? What how how are these virtually equal to each other? Okay. From without remember, without any other other variables, because we're gonna add those on top of it. Okay. What why why is this the case? Right? Because you're thinking in terms of if okay, well, if let's say I have a hundred bets. Right, so let's say you had you had hundred bets to make to make to make it easy. 
right? The first bet, right? On the first bet A, right? With bet A, you would have 100 bets on average, 55 wins. At 55 wins, that would be, uh, let's say you're betting a dollar, right? So you'd be plus 55 and then 45 losses because you're getting paid even money, right? So you'd be minus 45. That would be equals, you'd be up, you'd be up, you'd be up 10 bucks over 100 bets. Okay. At B, you know, implied probability would happen, you know, it's 2%. You would basically get two wins, right? Two out of 100, you would win for plus 90. For plus, uh, you're getting paid, what? 110 to 1. So you're getting paid 200. You have 220, and you have would have 98 losses on average, right? Minus 98, right? Equals, and you'd go, okay, what's that? 220 minus 98, $122. You'd have $122 over 100. Okay. If obviously the bets were all the same size, right? So you look in this and go, okay, well, I'd much rather bet on something that's like 1%. I'd, I'd rather get paid 100 to 1 on a 51 occurrence or rather than like 10 to 12, right? To, to get the, you know, minus 122 on a plus 100, you know, like that. You go, okay, that makes more sense. But that doesn't take into account profitability of building your bankroll, of what you need to risk, right? What you need to risk in order to get that, okay? So if we take a look at at a Kelly calculator, so the Kelly formula, okay? So let's say, let's say we put into the Kelly calculator, which shows what, 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 is, the, what is the theoretical optimal bet size for the edge that you have and percent of the bankroll that you should be risking to maximize your expected value. So let's say we have a $10,000 gambling bankroll and we're, we're doing the first one. The first one, we're offering odds, right? What would be the odds? We're offering one-to-one, right? On something that is a 55% chance of winning, Right. So odds offered one-to-one plus 100. Estimate your probability of winning is 55%. That's bet A, okay? The minimum bet is a dollar, right? Out of a 10,000. You calculate the bet, right? So according to the Kelly criterion, your optimal bet is about 10% of your capital. So $1,000, okay? That's what you should be betting on that edge. 10% of your bankroll. Assuming that your edge, I mean, you have a defined, defined percentage, what, what your edge is. Not I think, right? Because if it's off, then you could go broke. Okay? So we see here that your fortune will grow on average by about 0.5% on each bet. Right? Because you're going to bet 1,000. So it's like, for instance... The first example, right, you're going to start with $10,000, right? You're going to bet 1,000 of it. And if 55% of the time, you're going to win, right? So here's one. The first time, you're going to bet 1,000. 
and you're going to win a thousand. So now you're going to have $11,000. And then the next bet, you're going to bet 1100, right? If you win that, now you're going to have 12,100. Then you're going to bet 1210, right? And if you win, if you, if you 12, 10, then if you win that, you're going to have 13,100, right? One, uh, 310 or you know and then the next one you're gonna bet 131 you know, like you're gonna do something like this right obviously if you lose this bet you're gonna subtract that and you're gonna go up and down like this okay that's what i mean you know because you're not gonna be betting a thousand dollars every single time you're gonna be if you lose let's say you lost the first bet now you're down to nine thousand so now you bet 900 right Maybe you lose that, you're down to 8,100. Now you get bet 810. If you win that, now you're back up to uh, 89, 89.10. And then you bet 891, right? Like that's that's what we're talking about here. But because, you know, you're getting paid even money and the, the likelihood of you winning is 55% and losing is 45%, like you're probably not going to, you're probably not going to lose 30 in a row. Right. What what is your median? What is your median swing? Probably your median expectation on on a winning streak or a losing streak is probably five or six. Okay. That on a, on average, median wise, that you'll have some periods where you lose five or six times in a row, and some periods where you win five or six times in a row. But remember, as you because you got you're adhering to Kelly. You're, you're betting 10% of whatever that bankroll is, right? So you go from 10,000 to 11,000 to 12, one to 13, two to 14, four to 15, six, you know, and you go like that. And then you come back down. You, you go to a 10,000, 9,000, 8,100, 7,200, 6,400, right? And then you could build back up the other way. So it, it works out that way. But now, now let's look at bet B, okay? We go back to the Kelly calculator. We go, okay, same $10,000 bankroll. 110 to 1 odds, right? On a 2% occurrence. Okay, we're going to put that in. You're getting paid the same, just like just like we talked about right up here. Bet with the implied probability of 0.9%, which is about 110 to 1. There's actually 2% to happen, which is 50 to 1. Okay? I would have put that into the Kelly calculator, right? According to the Kelly criterion, your optimal bet is about 1.11% of your capital or $110, right? So you're not going to be betting $1,000, right? You're going to go broke if you do that. So now you're going to be betting 110, a little over 1%, right? Your fortune will grow on average by about 0.5% on each bet, right? Of your $10,000 bankroll, you should... On average, expect to gain 0.5. You get a return every day on every bet of 0.5%. Okay. In this scenario, where you're only betting around 1.1% of your bankroll, right? You're going from 10,000, right? And you're losing a lot, right? You're only betting 110, right? And because this, you know, because. You know, we take a look, like out of 100 bets, you're going to lose 98 of them. You're going to win two of them, 
right? But you're getting paid as if you should only win one of them. So you're getting an extra one win out of every 100 bets on average. So you're going to have your median expectation for like a, a streak of losses is like around 50. Around 50, 50 you're going to have streaks where you're going to lose 80 times in a row, sometimes 30 times in a row. But on average, meeting-wise, around 50, right? So you're going to go from one uh, 10,000 to uh, and bet 110 and then be down to 98, 90, right? And then you're going to bet 1% of that, 1.1% of that. Let's just say it was 1% to make it easy you know, on the math, right? So you bet you're going to lose that. Now you're going to bet 99, right? Because that's 1%. Now you're down to 98.01, right? And then you get to bet 98, right? And then you, and you keep on going down like this. You may get down to only having like 5,000. You may lose half your bankroll. You may have 5,000. You bet 50 bucks, but you're getting, pay, you're getting paid 110 to one. So when you bet 50 bucks, you're going to get paid, what? 5,500 bucks. Right, so you go from you go from a five thousand dollar bankroll to now a ten thousand five hundred dollar bankroll. Okay, on average over that time, you will still grow your bankroll on average by 0.5 percent on every bet. The thing is, is that the distribution, how that graph looks, is going to be different. But at the end, at the end, you will have the same amount of money. Same exact amount of money. Not exact, whatever. Close to it. So in the first scenario, the bet with the implied probability of 50% is actually 55% to happen is subject to less variance. Bet B is subject to more variance. And we know that the less variance there is, that the more variance there is, the bigger a bankroll that you will need. Right? Right. If I set this to your bankroll being a thousand, a hundred dollars, right? And the minimum bet is a dollar, right? It's actually gonna come back that uh that you're not gonna be able to do it. Right? Because you're gonna go underneath the minimum bet. But you need a bigger bankroll for these types of bets because of the swings. Right, you're gonna get to a point where you're not, you can't bet 83 cents on something. But what's the problem with the other one? Okay, now we're introducing sportsbook related variables. Okay, so I just went through. It's like bet A and bet B are exact, are have the same exact expectation over a long time period. The only difference between A and B is that B. B looks more like a GPP graph in DFS. <coughs> a looks more like a cash game graph. You end up with the same amount of money, right, at the end of time. But A, you're going to look, the, the down slopes are going to be like just very barely. And then you're going you're gonna to have a lot of like this. It goes like da, 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 up a little down, a little up, a little down. But the trend line is going to be like, it's going to look a certain way. That trend line is going to look the same exact way for bet B, other than the fact that you're going to go lose, 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 lose a big, 
lose, 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 big. And you're going to see where those peaks are. I'm going to be quite similar to where that the line for bet A is also. Right? It's just that you're going to go through much bigger swings. But as long as you stick to Kelly, right? As long as you stick to Kelly, both bet A and bet B are virtually, right? Only because 0.9, it should be 0.9119, whatever. They're virtually equal to each other. But remember, with bet A, you're betting 10% of your bankroll. Bet B, you're betting about 1% of your bankroll. Now, based on that, and now we start introducing, let's let's use the real world now, the real world, the real world. When you're betting on DraftKings or BetMGM or FanDuel or Caesars or whatever. What issue do you think comes in with bet A and bet B as you build your bankroll? The issue should be quite obvious, okay? Because let's just take, you know, with bet A and a 10, let's say we have a $10,000 bankroll. Well, bet A, we're making $1,000 bets. With bet B, we're making $100 bets or even less. Okay. So what do you think what do you think is going to end up happening when you get to a $50,000 bankroll? So at a $50,000 bankroll, you'd be bet bet A's you're getting to you're going to have to bet to maintain the same amount of of bankroll growth. You're going to have to bet what Kelly 5,000 bucks a bet. And bet B would be $500. A bet. What happens if your bankroll now you, you build it up and now it's a hundred thousand dollars? So you have to be able to on bet A, you're gonna have to bet ten thousand dollars. Bet B, you're gonna have to bet a thousand dollars. Remember, what, what's an example of bet A's? Examples of bet A's are basically size and totals, right? Right, money lines, stuff like that. Right, yeah, I'm getting plus 100 on a team that should be a minus 122 favorite. And then obviously some props as well. You know, some over-under type props. Bet B are like futures and, and home run props, stolen base props, stuff like that. Alternate lines, right? Because when, when, when are you getting paid plus 11,000 on something? Right, there's actually 2% to happen. When are, you, when are you getting these types of things on those types of bets? Well, what do we know about limits? Like you're going to get to a certain point. Let's say, let's say you keep on building up your bankroll. Now you have $500,000 bankroll. Which means if you want to continue the same example and build your bankroll at the same rate as the other bet, 500,000, what's 10% of that? You have to get $50,000 down on that bet. And bet B, you'd have to get $5,000 on that bet. It's quite possible you're not going to be able to get either of those bets down. You're actually more likely to get bet A down than you would get bet B down. Depending on what, obviously you could spread out your bets or whatever. 
right? You may not even be able to get bet A down because the only way that you get this much of an edge is probably an early line and the limits are going to be. So at some point, bet A, you're going to get capped on. And at some point, bet B, you're going to get capped on. Depends on how quickly and where where you get capped by then. But from a bankroll building perspective, both bets are the same. So once you get up to the point where it's like, do I bet 1% of my bankroll on bet B or bet 10% of my bankroll on bet A? Well, let's say you get up to let's 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 use an example. Let's say you get up to let's say we use this. We bet for a while or whatever. Now our bankroll is up to thirty thousand dollars, and you go to place your three three hundred dollar bet B, and they say no, we can we can only take two hundred and fifty bucks. Right, we're limiting you to two fifty. Three hundred is too much. Two fifty, but you find a bet A, and you could put three thousand dollars on that. Right, ten percent of your bankroll. Well, this, if that's the case, then bet A would now be better. <coughs> From an expected bankroll growth perspective, bet A would be better, would be more profitable. Unless they give you an opportunity to bet $300 on bet B, bet A at $3,000 would be better. And vice versa. Let's say you try to put $3,000 down. They said, no, the max is $2,500. But we'll allow you a $300 bet on this home run prop. Well, then bet B would be more profitable. Do you understand? Do you understand that? That's Once we start adding all these variables, it comes down to profitability. In the long run, using Kelly. Now, I'm not saying that you necessarily, full Carol Kelly is quite aggressive. But I mean, this applies even if you want to do half Kelly, right? It's the, it's the same thing. You did half Kelly, you just you just have all these numbers. But the point made made by like this example that Justin Freeman gives is that it's not just simply like betting two percent to win four percent, betting fifty percent to win fifty five percent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
Because you're not betting the same amount on both bets. You're not. You shouldn't be. I mean, unless you're looking to go, unless you get really lucky and you don't go broke. That this second bet, you're betting 10 times as much as you would with the first bet. So it's not simply, it's not simply, well, I'm getting paid, uh, I'm getting paid 110 to 1 for a 50 to 1 bet. Rather, I'm getting paid 1 to 1 in a 10 to 12 bet. 10 to 12.2 or whatever. And go like one is one is this fraction, right? And one is this fraction. I'm getting this big. Yeah, but you this doesn't happen that often. You shouldn't be betting a thousand dollars on the set. You bet a thousand dollars, ten percent of your bankroll in the second one. Like, dude, I mean, think of the the median expectation of how many bets you're gonna lose in a row is like 40 to 50 bets. So imagine betting 10%. Imagine betting 10% of your bankroll. Right. Let's say you have a ten thousand dollar bankroll and you bet ten percent. You bet a thousand and you lose. Right. Then you bet nine hundred and you lose. Right. You now to nine hundred, nine thousand. You bet nine thousand, you lose. You're down to eighty one hundred. Right. You bet eight hundred and ten. Right. And now you're down to whatever seventy two something or other. Right. I'm only a couple of bets in. I mean, do this, do this the whole way. Now you bet seven twenty. And now you're down to like 6440 something. Now you bet 640. You're down to you're down to whatever, 50, 58, something or other, right? You're down to 50, you bet 5,800, then you bet 580, then you're down to 53, something or other, right? I mean, keep on going down. By the time you win uh, on average, after you lose 40 or 50 times, you're 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 down, you're down to like a $1, $1,000. Maybe you're at a thousand, you're at a at a $400 bankroll or something like that. And you're betting 40 bucks, right? You bet 40 bucks on 110 to one shot, right? That you're getting paid 110 to one on, right? So you, you make you make your $4,400 right there or something, right? Right, so you make your 4,400 and now you're up to 4,440. You didn't even make back half the money that you lost, right? Because that edge that you have there Betting 10% of your bankroll on it is your risk of ruin is, is very, 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 very high, right? You're going to get to a point where you, you're not at times along this graph, you're going to lose 130, 140 times in a row. And next thing you know, by the time you win, you're placing like three cent bets and you're never going to make your money back from all the times that you lose. That's why you're only betting 1.11% on bet B. Bet A, those streaks aren't, you know, you're not, not going to have those. You, you, you don't have to survive as much of that, which means you could put more money down on it. So from a raw money perspective, raw money perspective, putting 10% of your money down on, on bet A versus putting 1.11% of your money down on bet B are functionally equivalent to each other. From actual money, from actual tangible money, that at the end of the at the end of the year, a theoretical year, you're doing a thousand of these bets a day. Let's make it a really large sample size. That's quite possible. At the end of the year, with you're only betting on bet A, and at the end of the year, you're only betting on bet B. You would have exactly the same amount of money, virtually, virtually, right? But as we apply other limits to how much you can bet and what bets are available. 
one becomes more profitable over the other. Most, most professional sports bettors are betting A's, not B's. Because of, because of limits. And there'll also be a time where maybe you get some B's and not A's. Because at some point, you're not going to be able to bet $2,000 on a prop. Right? I mean, a lot of these B bets are those types of bets. The bets where it's, you know, oh, you have, I've, I've, uh, you know, it, it, it's a home run. Like he's, it, it, I'm getting paid 12 to one to hit a home run when he's only a five to one likelihood. It's, you know, 20, 20% likely to hit a home run, but I'm getting paid as if it's, it's only a 5%, right? Something like that. I'm not even sure if you get that big of an edge. In home run props or stolen base props, touchdown props, things like that, and these 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 uh, these markets simply have very high holds. So to find these are are not not are not as not as great as you would think. And when you do find them and take advantage of them, like good luck getting good luck getting five grand down on a prop like that, even if you find multiple books right to spread it out. Bet A. Bet A, you're more you're more likely. But I mean, once once you start beating once you start beating the books for this, you're going to start getting limited for that as well. Like the stuff that you do on like prize picks and underdog are more like bet B's, right? You're trying to find as many bet B's as possible because the line isn't going to. I mean, the line does move, but I mean the probabilities and the edges are much more defined. But you need to find ones that have dramatic amounts of edge. The core lesson here is building your bankroll. You have to consider three different things. The size of your bankroll, <coughs> the edge that you have, and the variance. And then obviously the fourth one is the limits like we just talked about. The bigger the edge that you have, according to the Kelly criterion, which we've discussed plenty of times, it's in the theory of DFS because you could apply this to DFS as well. The bigger edge you have, the more money that you could wager on it. If you want to get maximally aggressive, you you would you you wouldn't like in DFS. Like if you if you knew, oh, I'm be- I'm better at this sport than this other sport. Well, then you should be putting in more volume in one sport over the other. You should be putting your money where you have the bigger edges. The smaller edges, you should be risking less amount of money. That could come down to contest type, format, anything. Well, I'm good on three game slates, but not good on nine game slates. Okay, well, then you should be, don't, if you normally play $100 a day, don't just play $100 a day. Play $300 on the days, on the slates that you feel like you have a much bigger edge and only $50 on slates where you don't feel like you have a big edge at all. Same concept here. How do you build your bankroll? By finding edges. And betting a proportion of your bankroll in relation to the edge that you have and the amount of risk that you want to take on. And with the Kelly, with the Kelly formula or the Kelly criterion, you can calculate that. So when you find bets of bet A type or bets of bet B type, they should be different sizes. I mean, it seems kind of straightforward to me. 
but one is not better than the other, right? You can't, with, with the information I gave you in the very beginning, that's why I stressed the, the point of, like, don't factor in anything else. Would you rather have bet with bet A or bet with bet B? Not the bet sizing, not to anything else. But if you were to simulate this out, if you were to simulate, you know, I, I played 100 bets on average, right? But if you simulate out a million bets, if you adhered to Kelly and simulated a million bets with a starting bankroll of whatever, $10,000, at the end of whatever your trial period, both of both both of your bank the bankrolls for both lines are going to be in around the same spot on average obviously it's subject to some amount of variance alex santi says this isn't straightforward i've talked to people at rg who play the same amount every night and they're not and they're they're and they're not building their bankroll optimally by doing so doesn't mean you can't build your bankroll just you know you know you're you're either going off optimal of either building it upwards or not mitigating enough risk on the downside. That's the point. That's the point of Kelly. That is the point of Kelly. When I when I look at underdog and prize picks, when I you know do props right until Kentucky you know finally sets up everything here so I can actually bet on those props. I mean, if I look if I look on 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 prize picks and there's something that's way off, if I find two things, if I let's say I find five five squares, if I find five squares that are off compared to the bat projections in MLB, two of them are way off, and three are a bit off, are are off enough to be profitable, but much smallerly off. Smallerly, that's not a word. You don't think the pa- the pair of the two biggest off off squares I'm going to be putting much more money down than two when I pair two two of the smaller edge squares. Right? I want to take more advantage. I have a bigger edge. I want I want to put more money down. I can I can risk more. My risk of ruin goes down. So as my risk of ruin goes down, my bet size could go up. I want to maximize my profit. Right? I don't have to knit it up. So if you have five of those bets and you're pairing two and three or whatever, the two that I pair together up top with the two biggest edge, maybe I'm putting a hundred bucks down on that. And maybe the two two of the three, when I'm pairing two of the three, maybe only maybe that's only $30. And then I have like a pair of like one of the big edge ones and one of the small edge ones, maybe that's a $60 right? I want to maximize my profit while limiting my risk of ruin by scaling my bet size according to some, do you have to have an exact count? No. According to a Kelly concept, what is your edge? Is it bigger? Put more down. Is it smaller? Put less down compared to the bankroll size. You're doing props. There's, I mean, it, it, with prize picks, you have to you have to pair two together. But let's say there you have those five props, and you go, you look on DraftKings Sportsbook or FanDuel or wherever. 
And you find, you find, you know, oh, I, I found a bet that, you know, has X edge. And I found a couple that have smaller edges. Well, you should be betting more on the ones that have bigger edges. I mean, at the end of the day, that's essentially what I'm talking about today. And how to determine that. And it's not simply based on like how much, oh, something that's 50. I'm getting paid one-to-one. I'm getting played plus 100 on something that's really a minus 122. It sounds small compared to I'm getting paid up plus 11,000 on a plus 5,000. Right? The second one sounds like humongous. Like, look how big that edge is. Yeah, but you'd also be betting 10 times less on that edge. Right? The edge of both bets are about the same from a functional standpoint. When I play poker, if I have a big, if I, if I, if I, if I go to a, if I go to a, a poker room and I see like three stakes games, if I see a one, one, two game and a two, five game and a five, 10 game, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to a game that I have the biggest edge in, in relation to the, amount of money on the table the one the one two game i probably have the biggest edge but i'm not going to be able to get i'm not going to be able to put ten thousand dollars on the table on that game there's a max buy-in same concept applies in, in any in any profit seeking gambling venture wagering venture this applies to the stock market. It applies to anything. I mean, this is, Kelly is not just for betting. It's often used in, in betting terms. But I mean, this this applies to investing as well. It's the same thing. So I thought there would be an interesting thought exercise when I saw Justin Freeman. So I mean, I picked bet one because in his example, in his example, the bet with the implied probability of 2% is actually 4% to happen. Gives you a bankroll growth of 0.83%. While the second one gives you 0.5%. So then the answer is A. Until you start getting limited by A. Right. In this example, that's the only, that's the reason why I changed the example to make them even to each other. Right. That's, that, that's the reason. Right. I wanted to be able to ask the question and go, oh, okay, I choose B. I choose B. I choose B. I go, no, it's, it's the same. It's the same. Here it's actually not the same. I think he int- I think Justin intended it on it being, you know, oh, bet one is better than bet two. And people didn't realize. I mean, look, dude, 40% of 204 people bet uh, chose the second one. When it's quite obviously the first one. These are people that if they're following Justin, have to be somewhat, you know, clued in, I guess. I mean, but I I say that about my followers. I have almost 18,000 followers. Yet sometimes I run these polls and I go, half the people are, are you just not listening to me? I don't know. I guess that's good for the rest of us. So yeah, so a little bet, betting bankroll building basics. A little alliteration today. But I talk about the Kelly criterion as, as relates to DFS in Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. In both the Fundamentals Masterclass as well as the Advanced Players course which includes those custom excel tools which when i get back from vacation i will be talking to james we'll be adding some upgrades and stuff to them 
So look out for that. And obviously, you could whenever you but whenever you buy this, the, the the whenever we update the tools, they'll, they'll be updated. You get access to them forever, right? For as long as the internet exists, I guess, right? So even if you buy this today, it's like and download the tools. It's like well, when we update them, we send out an email saying, "Oh, so and so is up, bug fixes everything," and you just go back to the site and you you redownload. So you're not you know lefty. You know, oh, I'm gonna wait until they get upgraded. You you don't have to. I think that, I mean, they're all usable now. I mean, the, the upgrades we're adding is not going to like, game changer, you got to wait. So go check that out at theoryofdfs.com. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the thummy thumbs. Hit the thummy thumbs. Hit the thummy thumbs. Right? Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the like. It's called the like button. I call it the thummy thumbs. Hit the notification bell. You know when we go live. We got right after this we're on the channel. We got, we got a three-game early MLB slate. They'll be doing crunch time. For that, and there's another three-game slate later today. They're, I don't know, I don't know how they're organizing these slates. Three-game slate. I typically don't play the small MLB slates, but I will be back tomorrow with some MMA stuff. Hopefully, hopefully all the fights are still on that are still on the twelve fights. My like, just schedule seventeen of them. We know three. We know two, three dropped out. Let's have 14, 15 fight cards. That's what I prefer. We're at twelve. Okay, hopefully it stays at 12, and we'll talk about that. It's an early card. You'll be able to spend your Saturday night doing something. Then after Friday, remember, programming note, after Friday, you know, I don't want to see DMs in, on Twitter or in our Discord. Did you die? Is the show, did they fire you? Did Roto-Griders fire you? The show, did, where, where's the show? I'm going to be gone, May 15th onward. I will be back. After tomorrow, I will be back June 1st. So June 1st, you'll see a thumbnail with my face. And I'm back. I'm back from vacation. So get your questions in. Theoryofdfs.com. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. So I have stuff to uh, talk about when I get back. Right? You got questions about what we talked about today. DFS, anything. Anything. Statistics, math, probability, projections, ownership, leverage, correlation, combinatorics, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about. That's what I do here. You ask questions, I have answers. I hope to, at least. I do this every Monday through Friday, except for May 15th through the 31st, at 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show, on rotogrinders.com.